0: Before we get to Brett Favre, an important question for one Jesse J. Nelson. Now, that was the second time you've had a call him, right? Sure was. was you it, were you any less nervous than you were the first time?
1: Uh, a little less nervous, but still pretty nervous. That's a big call to make for your, your childhood hero, growing up a Packers fan in the state of Wisconsin. that's Well, that's
0: tough. We're, we're glad you didn't miss Dial because joining us now, he is the Pro Football Hall of Famer, the Packers Hall of Famer, and a friend of Tausch and our show. He is Brett Favre on Wildy and Tausch. Farvy, how you doing? I uh, can't complain. I'm talking to you guys. I guess it's a good day. Uh, are, you, are you a fan of the Farvy nickname that Rodgers uses for you? Is that I had never heard that until he started using it.
2: Well, Tausch can... can uh... Can testify on this one as well. That name came from one Larry Bechtel, uh, our O line coach for for several years. He was now. Let me, let me tell you, there, there's. I, I don't know if I've ever been around a character as. Uh, I don't even know how. How would you describe him, Tosh? Bombastic. I think he's bombastic. Uh,
1: sometimes jovial, but. That bombastic, big and loud is kind of how I would describe him.
2: Yeah, so you couldn't help but start calling me Farvey because of Beck. Hey, Farvey, Farvey, Farvey. So that's where that came from. So I'm cool with it.
0: Uh so, Brett, we, ha- we we wanted to have you on so you could talk about Aaron and compare your experiences 15 years ago and all that. I know that you posted something on social media about this. We wanted to make sure we gave you the opportunity so people could hear you say this. But you've, you've announced that you're going to repay all that money that you were paid for those speaking engagements that you did not know was coming uh, from some embezzlement, but can you just share with people how that process has gone now and that you're able to, as you pay this all back, yeah. to put this behind?
2: Yeah, well, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I'm not sure uh, which day. Um, uh, I was absolutely just shocked or surprised, whatever you want to call it. Uh, plus, had sent me a text and said, uh, well, you know, he goes, here's another, you know, I mean, he, he was totally unaware of it too. So basically he was kind of poking fun saying, you know, y- you can't escape the news, I guess. Um, and I, so I read the little, the excerpt and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, by, by that time the media had caught on to it and everyone had, you know, uh, formed an opinion, so on and so forth. But uh yeah, so what that day, the next day, whenever I, I found out about it, you know, we we were in discussions with uh with this you know, with the state auditor and, and uh other high ranking officials and first of all It was, it it has nothing to do with speaking engagements, nothing. He was, the tax auditor was, uh, wrong in his work. I do not know where he got that. I did, uh, ads, radio, PSAs, radio commercials, uh, one appearance, um, and these ads ran for three years just in the state. It was a state only deal. And, uh, I never no-showed anybody. Uh, I, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, th- there's, I guess there's an ongoing invest- investigation. Uh, I, I wouldn't say everything is in concrete, set in stone. Uh, it's for sure embezzlement. That's what I understand. I don't think that the, uh, the, uh, investigation is over. I unknowingly, I guess, am caught. Not not so much in the middle, because uh, there's a lot more to this investigation that has nothing to do with me. But anyway, hey, if if it's, you know, and, Tosh, Jason, you can say the same thing. When, you, when you're paid by your employer, do you ask them where the money comes from?
0: No, of course not.
2: I, 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 right. So I, that's the same thing for me. I don't ask Copperfit or Wrangler or any other Nike, any other uh you know uh product that I've endorsed I don't ask where the money comes from I mean that that that's ridiculous so if it did come from where I, I've already paid a portion of it back and uh you know I, that's not me I mean I wouldn't certainly never do anything like that and I think the people who know me I know the people who know me no, that that's that's the the absolute truth, so you know that being said yeah we're we're gonna pay it back
0: so just so everyone knows you you had no idea it was coming from the welfare money that was supposed to be going and even though you absolutely did the work, not. you're still paying
2: it back yeah- absolutely not I didn't know that oh um, right i mean that that's ridiculous um you know i mean i don't know what else to say i mean it's just ridiculous no to, that's to, uh, no we're good I, I, you I just... know what what i really wish would have taken place because you know we're we're it's a sad world we're living in now that uh everything is driven from media and you don't know what to believe anymore and generally when something bad is said about someone uh that's that's really the last and first thing you remember uh when that name is brought up again um you know, I think we all can agree, right, right or wrong, bad news sells, good news gets pushed to the bottom. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not, this is no pity party. I'm, this ain't my first rodeo. Um, but I, I in no way did anything wrong, um, and wouldn't do anything wrong, uh, or take any money that, first of all, I've never no showed anyone, uh, in regards to speaking engagements or commercials or anything of that nature, that's ridiculous. And what I would have liked for the tax auditor to do—I don't know him—would uh, have been to contact us and uh, you, and talk about it and express what he had, uh, you know, his documents that he has, you know, through an investigation, so on and so forth. This is what we have um, rather than broadcast it everywhere and not give me a chance to, uh, you know, to, to give my side of the story, which I, I there is no side. I did, I did uh, ads that ran for three years, was paid for it. No different than any other time that I've done endorsements for people. And yep. I went about my way. So,
1: yeah, I think. I, for him we to just say that to make I $1.1 sure
2: the... $1. $1 million and didn't show up for speaking engagements is absolutely 100% not true. Okay, But, yes, and, we and, are paying it back.
0: Yeah, and I thought, as you said, the negative is always the top headline, that we just wanted to of make of sure, Taush and I, just wanted to make sure people knew that the fact that you're paying it all back, even though you earned it, should get headlines, too. That was all we wanted to make sure of.
2: Well, now you know... I, I I would rather no headlines. Period. <laughs> I understand. Uh, you know, but um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. Well, did I let's lose talk- you
0: guys? No, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I, I wanted to make sure we segued
1: smoothly. I you were going to ask yourself did. a question, Brett. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh, What were you going to say, Jason? I was just going to say I wanted to make sure we transitioned smoothly, and, of course, I did such a great job of it right there. So let's, let's talk about why we had you on, <laughs> because you and Aaron Rodgers have become uh, good, good friends, and it is a legitimate close friendship. And
2: Absolutely. I have
0: to admit, though, having been there in 05 and having been there in 08, it's a little wild, to think back to how you felt when he arrived and how the summer of 08 played out, and now to see you uh, doing interviews and talking about Aaron's feelings and supporting him so powerfully about Burt Bridges and disrespect, it's just wild to see. You Could you have ever envisioned this, that you guys would become this close of friends? Maybe you could. I don't know.
2: Well, I'd hope that, that we would, uh, you know, mend fences and, and, uh, have a, you know, the relationship we have now, which, which I, I, I'm very pleased with where we are now. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, when I look at this situation with Aaron and my situation, yes, they're very, very similar, but there is a big difference. They were several plays away from the Super Bowl this past year. When we drafted Aaron, that wasn't the case. So it made more sense. Um, the age obviously is the same. Uh, you know, I was, uh, my last year as a Packer was one of my best years, statistically speaking. And we were very close to the Super Bowl, obviously. But Aaron was several years, uh, you know, uh, entrenched within the organization, I thought that they would go, I mean, look, I, I don't know really the organization I met, Matt LaFleur. It seems like a, a great guy, a great coach, and everyone has their reasons. And I, I think their intentions and reasons are for the better of the team. But I was very shocked that they didn't go with immediate help. Like that can help right now. Uh, I have, you know, no, No hard feelings. I don't even know Jordan Love, and he may be a great player. Happy for him. You know, it was just my opinion that I felt like they would go with an immediate need. Um, And, you know, I'm sure Aaron probably thought that as well. Um, I don't think for a second he is uh, upset the fact that they drafted a quarterback, you know, to replace him he won't be replaced unless he chooses to go elsewhere or he gets hurt. I mean, the guy is, a, is a, arguably the best player in the history of the game. So, you, you know, I just thought that they'd get him some immediate help. And I think a lot of people felt so, that way as well.
1: Yeah, so Brett, one of the things I think we've been talking a lot about is that transition, and everybody looks back to 2005 and six. Uh, when you look back at it, how, uh, you know, you made the statement, and I, I think you've, you know, backtracked a little bit that you're not going to be a mentor. He's coming in to take your job. How did you balance the fact that he is going to learn a lot from you? And when you see the talent, you want to be a good teammate, but also you're an ultimate competitor. You're out there. You want to keep your job. Is there, a, is there anything you would have done differently in your transition that Aaron is going to look at? And when he asks you how. He would how he should handle it. What advice would you give
2: him? Well, I, I, I no, you know, I, Aaron's job is not to mentor Jordan Love. Aaron's job is to win football games for the Green Bay Packers. That's what he's paid to do, and and that's what he's going to do. That being said, that was no different than my situation, and and Aaron would, I'm sure, would tell you this. There were numerous times where Aaron would say, you know, "I, I would watch film, you know, like we always did after practice, you shower and." get a workout in or whatever, you go in and watch practice tape, and then you would watch uh, a little bit of film of who you're playing. We, the quarterbacks, usually were in with the skill guys. And so when that meeting was over, I would go in the quarterback room and I would watch some tape on my own. I can't tell you how many times Aaron would, would ask uh, or just tag along and, and watch film, and he would ask questions like, what are you looking at here? Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, why did you check? You know, things like that. And I would uh, – certainly all for my uh my reasons would i go out of my way to to cultivate that relationship or say hey won't you come watch film with me no i'm not going to go out of my way but if you ask i am not going to say no and i think Aaron will do the same thing you know I, there's I, again this is 15 years that that Aaron has played and played it unbelievably well and i don't see any signs of him slowing down There's no reason for him to fear anything. You know, at some point, someone's going to replace you. You know that. Uh, I I think, you know, uh, our situations are so, so similar, but there is that one big difference, and that is, you know, they drafted this kid just months after almost making it to the Super Bowl, so you would think that they would go with an immediate need. That's a big difference than, than my situation. So Brett was if
1: you look back at it, and the question now is, well, will drafting love motivate Aaron and Aaron played at a high level, you were playing at a high level did when when Aaron was drafted, did that kind of kick your your mindset into a different gear? did that motivate you at all, and do you think that would be the case here with aaron too
2: i I, I don't think it's going to make a difference one way or the other. I think aaron is is motivated i don't see any decline in his play um at all. In fact, I, I think from an athletic standpoint, he moves around as well as he did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But he's going to be sharper. Uh, and a, another year into this offense uh, with Matt Lafleur, I think he's only going to be better. But he can't do it alone. That's been proven. I don't think that there's any motive, added motivation because they drafted the a quarterback again. Again, uh, there's no threat there to replace him uh unless he chooses to be replaced and i in, in in my situation no there was no added motivation um i knew i was a starting quarterback and i knew if i did what i was expected to do and and put in the extra work and in the, the study and all the things that i did that i would re- remain the starting quarterback
0: talking with Brett Favre on Wildy and Tausch Uh, Brett, you said unless he chooses to be replaced, and I think back to after that 2007 season and I missed your press conference because I was out of town and I believe you joked on the way back to the airport that I missed out on all the crying and I would have enjoyed it. Um, I wonder, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to open that door by saying, I'm going to retire. When you look back on that, you had played so brilliantly in 07. Had you told these guys, "Hey, I'm coming back," um, do you think it all plays out differently? Because I don't, I don't know what you think, but yeah, I, think, I don't yeah, think Aaron's going to give them if that if opportunity. I go back
2: uh, and and do things differently. Uh, I certainly would have. I, you know, I when when I just made the decision to to tell tell Mike McCarthy that I would retire, I was probably a month month and a half removed maybe maybe a little bit you know it was before the draft and you know the last thing and i would i would be shocked if a veteran player aaron uh, aaron's age or older is ready for football a month or two after a devastating loss uh, you know is and i always you i can make this uh give this example and maybe it's you know, it makes sense to me and not to others. But if you if you think back to when you were in grade school, you couldn't wait to get out of school for the summer. I mean, as it got closer and closer, you couldn't wait. But by the end of the summer, you were kind of ready to go back to school. And that's kind of the way it was for football. And the older I got, the tougher it got to, you know, to, to get reinvigorated and excited about it. Um, it wasn't so much the playing that you – that you didn't look forward to. It it was the other stuff that you didn't look forward to uh, off the field. And it was like more all the off the field stuff, the stress of that really weighed heavy on you. And uh, it was less about playing, it seemed. Uh, So, but as time went by, you, you started missing the guys and you kind of got that, that the juices are flowing. You, it was getting football time. You could smell the grass and so on and so forth. So, but, but, Getting back to the my point, I I would much rather have not said anything and just bought a little time. And um, it, of course, everyone knew by, by that time I couldn't make up a, uh, my mind. Two months removed from the season, anyway, because uh, you know we had been down that road before. So, but I, but I knew that they were, and I, and I have no ill feelings about this. I knew that they were sort of ready to go in a a different direction. Probably more than anything, Aaron was getting ready to have a new contract. And, you know, at some point, you got to make that transition. Um, And and Ted felt like that that was probably the best time. And it turned out to be a great move. And I I tell Ted that to his face right now. It was a great move. It was a great move drafting Aaron Rodgers. It was a a great time to make that transition and it's worked out well for them. Uh, the jury is out whether or not the same will happen with Jordan and, and his transition, so um, we will see. So I'm glad you bring
0: that up because we, we've talked a little bit about this throughout the week, and, and Brian Gutekunst made the comment that Jordan Love is going to have to show that he is ready to take over someday. He's not just going to be given that. We'll We'll see if that's true, but I right. think back to – you know 05 Aaron goes in in Baltimore that was a really tough night for you guys as a team i think back to 06 when you hurt your elbow and he ends up playing an entire half on a broken foot trying to be like you um but then in 07 you know you hear guys talk about what he did in practice and then what he did in Dallas i'm wondering as you watched him not oh i'm in trouble that's not what i mean at all but as you watched him did you start to think okay this guy could do the job. Did, did your opinion of him as a player change, and did you see him really grow and get better and better as time went on?
2: Absolutely, I did see him grow. I, I think from day one I could tell he he had the ability. I mean, he had great arm strength. He was very mobile. Uh, he had a, a, an extremely quick release. Um, he, a very bright guy. Uh, you know, I think if there was anything, he was he was really young. Uh, younger than, than most that come in, you know, I think he was 20 years old when he came in. And, and just, uh, you know, the best thing that happened to Aaron was he got a little, little reprieve from playing and got to watch. It's frustrating. You want to play. I know that. I, I, I was there myself at one time. Um, but, uh, when, when he, when he came in against Dallas, I think I knew and everyone else knew that this guy can play and uh i thought he played ex- exceptionally well um and gave us a chance to, to to win that game um and and showed that he could put all those intangibles that I, I just mentioned together and make plays and that and of course he's done that uh ever since
0: and now jordan love will have to try and show that same thing is that is that difficult for a young quarterback to
2: be able, well, prove it's going to be yourself, difficult. You know, uh, it's, it's going to be very difficult because there's been 31 years of two quarterbacks, uh, and and you know, pretty good play, uh, and that may be an understatement. It, I think the the best thing he can do is just go in and be naive and and not you're not trying to go in and fill Aaron's shoes or Brett Far's shoes. You're trying to be uh, the player that you are, and you maybe learn some tricks of the trade. Uh, Aaron and I were very similar in our styles of play. I, I, I'm not real sure because uh, I don't know enough about Jordan Love to see if uh, if we're very similar. But uh, he could learn a lot from Aaron, um, just from the mental aspect of it. I, I don't want to say shortcuts, but tr- tricks of the trade, snap count things, and uh, quick throws on runs. You know, things of that nature uh you can pick up on things like that and kinda of get a head start. So he's gotta do that. Um and 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 meanwhile just kinda of be lower man on the totem pole and show what you can do in practice. That's hard to do. It, it's hard to you know to get motivated every day to be your best in practice when you're not the guy. But he's gotta do it. Talking
0: with Brett Favre on Wilde and Tausch. Um Brett one of my favorite one on one conversations I had with you was toward I think it was like 03 or 04, and you told me the story of going with your brother and your dad to a Saints game, and you saw Ken Stabler, and I'll never forget, he said, you know, his best days yeah. were behind him, his jersey was hanging off of him, his long hair, and you said you never wanted to be that guy. We had Mike Tannenbaum on a couple of weeks ago, and you weren't that guy, you went to New York, and before you tore your biceps, you were playing really well. We all know what you did in 09. They just showed that Monday night game the other day on ESPN. You made the comment to Rich Eisen that you think Aaron Rodgers will end his career somewhere else. What is that like for someone to do after, in your case, 16 years in Green Bay? And how hard was the transition? How much pressure did you put on yourself to play as well as you had throughout your time in Green Bay? If that happens to Aaron, what's he going to be up against since you've done it already?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, in today's game, it's kind of kosher to retire and unretire. We don't think of it like like back when I did it. Um, <laughs> you know, now it's like no big deal. And you see it all the time, not just in sports. You see it everywhere. You're um, a man ahead of your time. It's, You're kind of the trailblazer yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, you know uh trend um but um, as far as the transition goes i think i think there's an added expectation that you place upon yourself that it only comes from from the the competitor that you are and let's take tom brady for example I, I don't think for a second new england didn't want him back they'd be fools to not want him back but I think Tom just, you know, he, he had done his thing in New England and we may never see anything in our generation even remotely close to what he did in New England. And he just wanted to try his hand at, at some, someplace else. And he is going to be, hopefully this season gets underway, uh, like, like we, we all hope it will. Um, but he is going to be, he is going to, there's going to be an excitement within him that he hasn't felt in quite some time. And I know he's been a true competitor year in and year out. We see it each and every year, but this is there's going to be an added expectation that he's going to place upon himself that just as the competitor uh, that he is to, to show that he can do it somewhere else. The transition for me to, to the jets was much harder than it was to the Vikings. Simply because the offense in Minnesota was what I had run for 16 years in Green Bay, so I didn't have to go in and, and you know learn a whole new language. The Jets, it was it was like going, you know, getting sent to China to negotiate a big uh, blockbuster business deal, and uh, and having a day on the plane to learn Chinese, uh, you know, to communicate with them. Uh, you know, I got there two weeks before we played our game, and um, it was a totally, totally 100% different terminology and playbook than what I was used to. And that, that that was a very added stressful situation for me that I really didn't think about a whole lot before I got there. Um, so, I you know, I don't know what that would be like in Tampa. if Aaron, and, and I said that really with Aaron simply because of this. You know, when his contract gets close to running out, it also will be running out for Jordan Love. And at that point, do you re-up Aaron for a long-term deal with, you know, forty, fifty million a year? Or do you, you, uh, you go with the young guy and give him a new deal? Um, I just don't see the young guy getting a new blockbuster deal without really ever proving himself. Uh, you know, I, that's why, that's really why I said Aaron would probably play elsewhere.
1: Yeah, if you look at it, though, the, I mean, Brian Gutekunst made that draft pick so that he will be the guy, and I think that's where all of this added drama is. You said, you know, in hindsight, you said that Ted picking Rodgers was the right move. How do you think this situation is going to play out? Because if he doesn't play, Love doesn't play, can that be
2: considered the right move? Um, well, I... I Honestly, I can't answer that question. But I, But to me, and you just said it, they drafted him to be the next quarterback. And that move was going to have to be made at some point in the near future. I wouldn't say in the next two years. But, you know, if Aaron were to get hurt, God forbid, then it, it would happen sooner rather than later. But, you know, if it plays out like you expect, Aaron plays the way he always plays and, and he gets contract time, um, I don't know what they're going to do, but 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 you're right. They drafted him to make that move at that point. So I don't see him, him them drafting him in the first round, trading up to draft him in the first round, and letting him sit for eight more years. I, I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, well, if Jordan Love called you, what advice would you give him getting thrown into this
2: situation? I, 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 real simple. Just enjoy the moment, man. Look, First of all, uh, extremely high honor to be drafted in the first round. I don't know what that's like. I wasn't drafted in the first round, but I was traded for a first round pick. And that, that in itself is an exciting time because I knew that I was going to get my shot, uh, much quicker, uh, and was thought of much more than I was, was going to be in Atlanta. So Jordan knows that they picked him for, for a good, a great reason. Uh, now he's just got to soak it all in and not get too impatient, um, and and let it, you know, bother him too much. You just got to soak it in. You got to buy your time, and and when you're when it's your time, and you never know when that is. Yeah, I, I tell young players all the time, you never know when your time is going to come. It could happen first weekend, uh, or it could happen three, four, five years in. Um, but you have to be ready. So, Brett,
1: what have you been doing with this, uh, with your quarantine time? What's been going on down in Mississippi besides all the other stuff? What, well, what have I, you been doing? a whole
2: doing? lot. I'm actually, I, I just, uh, before you guys called, I pulled up at my daughter's house and I'm, I'm actually going to put ant poison out in their yard. Uh, you know, my three grandsons are getting eat up by ants, but old, old granddad's got to figure out how to get ant poison on the ant beds. So uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm, uh, delegated to do nowadays honeydew any
1: uh, any shows you name it are you what what are you watching did you get into tiger king has there been any you know everybody's binging something are you into that or is that not your deal
2: well i i like to watch tv but i probably only watch about we we turned on a movie last night uh me and my daughter and one of her friends and uh Indiana and I made it about five minutes into the movie before I fell asleep. So they always want to watch one late. They're all late-nighters. I'm, I'm one of those that gets up early, so I like to go to bed early. So if they don't start a movie early, it watches me. But I don't want – no, I don't <laughs> – Tiger King, I watched one episode, and I, I just couldn't stomach anymore.
1: <laughs> well, you're like Jason in that regard. He can't – he couldn't watch Tiger King either. Last one for me, Brett, uh, you know, just kind of – Looking back and and with the AMFAM championship and all of the stuff, you were out golfing uh, earlier this week. How bummed are you that that, uh, that that got canceled and just in sports in general because it's been such a big part of all of our lives that there is no sports? Do uh, you, you have any comments on that?
2: Yeah, you know, I was really looking forward to coming up and playing with Jack again and, and, uh, and just playing in that event. You know, I think it was going to be my fifth year to do it. And, and uh, of course, you played in it. What a fun deal the people of Wisconsin are outstanding. They there there's no place in the country that supports their their sporting events or charities or anything of that nature like the state of Wisconsin. And it's always great to come back. I was yeah, I was hoping that they were they were going to not cancel it and we were going to get in the trek bicycle ride was going to be the same day. I was looking forward to that. Um our our daughter, our youngest Breely's, her beach volleyball season was canceled after after one uh, one tournament. You know we we always supported Southern Miss baseball that got canceled. I'm just hoping that uh, football gets started and started on time. It's it's it, there's a lot of exciting stories that uh, that I want to see you know play out this year, and and so I I'm I got my fingers crossed that it's going to take place. Brett,
0: before we let you go, and we usually say that, and then we keep you for like six more questions, but I promise this will be the last one. Um, all right. We had Ron Wolf on a couple weeks ago as well. The quarantine's been great for us because no one can really say no to the show because they can't really do anything else anyway. <laughs> um, there there but you go. He, he told the story of, of trading for you and just how much, I mean, we all know the story, but you know how negative the reaction was. Oh, you're giving up this first round pick for this guy I never heard of, third round third string quarterback in Atlanta. Obviously it worked out brilliantly. Um Ted Thompson took a lot of grief for drafting Aaron Rodgers when he had a Hall of Fame quarterback on his roster already in you. And now we have this story. I'm wondering, you said, you know, you would your advice for Jordan, but how much pressure is in this job? There was even more on you because you were trying to turn around a franchise that had been terrible for a really long time. But what is how much pressure is on the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and how much is this kid someday going to be up against having not only to follow you, which Aaron had to do, but now follow you
2: and Aaron? Well, you know, when I was traded to Green Bay, I was very naive. And uh, the good thing was, we only had one way to go and that was up. And, um, you know, I didn't think about the odds or the, you know, how long it had been since it made it to the playoffs or, you know, the, everybody was still hanging on to the Lombardi and Barstar and, 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 you know, those days. Rightfully so. I just thought I need a chance. All I need is a chance. And, and of course I got that. And this situation is different, much different. And I don't know, the expectations in Green Bay are very high, much higher than they were when I took over. Uh, you know, the, the fan support and all that, that hasn't changed. But the expectations to be in the playoffs every year and contend for the Super Bowl are at an all-time high. And, and um uh, that's big shoes to fill, um, and I, at least from a fan standpoint, there's a short leash there. You know, we want to win. We want to win now. You were drafted the first round. We expect we don't expect a, a, a six and ten or a four and twelve. We expect at least a winning or eight and eight, if not better, record every year in contention. And dominate our our conference, uh, our division, like we've done. That's that's the expectation, and that's big shoes to fill. Um, it, so you know, again, it remains to be seen if if he is the guy. You know, I, I wish him well.
0: Brett, good luck with the ant poison. Thanks for all your time, man.
2: <laughs> all right, good talking with you guys.